Hello, hello. Welcome back and thank you so much for being here. Just an update or two before I dive into sharing today's guest with you. I'm very excited to have her on the show and yeah, so we're just going to dive right in. Uh, first, make sure that you are on the email list. I am finally launching the Soul Driven Collective at the end of this month and you're going to want to stay updated on everything that's coming. There's going to be so much cool stuff in this community. I am super excited. I have been, for those who've been following the podcast, you know I've been trying to do this since like last August and you know, Spirit said yes, then no, it's been back and forth. I've been looking for the right platform and I finally found it and I have so much in store for us and I'm very excited it's not going to be on a social media channel. So guess what? You're going to get to come and hang out. We will be melding the spiritual with the practical, the everyday in this collective. So there's going to be all kinds of things like readings and meditations and interviews with additional people outside of this podcast in addition to workshops, courses, all kinds of really cool stuff, but mostly community. This community is going to be for people who are on all places of the path. Maybe you're just diving into the spiritual community and you want to find a home and or you want to be around like-minded people and hang out in high energy. <laughs> um, and it's not just going to be a place for spirituality, but it's also going to be a place for living a spiritual life and, and putting this into practical use, you know, in our everyday with our families, with our jobs, with our businesses, everything. So again, make sure you're on the email list so you can learn more as it is coming out and be one of the first to dive in. Okay, so for today, I am very excited to introduce to you a friend of mine and a very special woman. Her name is Lindley Welty. She is a certified progressive EFT practitioner and mindset coach. She works with women who have gifts that can change the world but feel muzzled by their self-doubt. She fosters these heart-to-heart -heart connections so her clients can feel inspired and empowered to take off their masks, find their voice of confidence, and live authentic, driven lives. Lindley studied at the Institute of Coaching and Progressive EFT. After receiving the certification, she had the opportunity to serve several years living and serving at a meditation retreat center. Here she implemented her EFT skills while also learning to work and coexist with others in service, kindness, and respect. Through Lindley's work as a coach and her spiritual practice, she creates a space where clients feel heard, safe, and are excited to implement the necessary steps to create a life of emotional freedom and empowerment. She's currently living in Oregon, and Lindley enjoys a simple, tiny house life, exploring the outdoors, gardening, and being a vegetarian. You are going to love, love, love meeting Lindley. She is such a beautiful soul, and she has a really fantastic promotion for the listeners of the Soul Driven Podcast, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And yeah, we'll just get started. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover 
who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another soul-driven interview. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Lindley Welty, a certified pro EFT practitioner and empowerment coach. Welcome to the show, Lindley. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here today. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we had a little bit of a a hiccup um, in the very beginning of hitting that record button. It's been like two months for me almost since I've recorded an interview, so I getting back in the hang of it. (laughs) Back in the saddle again. Back in the saddle again. Um, All right, folks. I'm very excited to introduce you to uh, Lindley. Her and I met, oh gosh, what, last fall, I think, or maybe even late summer? I think it was late summer sometime, yeah. Okay, late summer. We are both... uh, veteran B-schoolers with Marie Forleo, who is a fellow Sagittarius sister, and Lindley is also a Sagittarius. Wow, I did not know this about her. Yes, of course. That's why she's so fabulous. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I should have known. (laughs) Um, But Lindley and I met, and we decided to start working together. Um, We were doing some trade, and I got to work with her um, doing some EFT and traded out some coaching and, um, from my end. And we just had such a wonderful time. We kind of had an instant kind of sister connection. And so we have held each other up and made each other laugh (laughs) for several months now. (laughs) Uh, Anna's, Anna's become like my big sister, my big sad sister. And she's just been such a blessing to have in my life. Um, yes, so I'm very excited to introduce her to you today. And just an FYI, before we jump in, first of all, you can watch this interview on YouTube. That link will be in the show notes. And Lindley has a special offer for our listeners today. So make sure you listen to the end of the show. All right, Lindley, ready? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, first question I ask all of my interview worries. Um, what makes you soul driven? <laughs> well, this is a good question, and forgive me if I get a little long winded with it. So when you first asked me that question, I thought, oh, God, what does that what does that mean? Like, what does it really mean to be soul driven? Driven. So for me, that definition is a person who acknowledges and is guided by their heart and not by their mind. So this is a person that doesn't necessarily know that they're doing something. They just know that they're supposed to do it as if they're being guided and driven by some kind of a force. And so I think a soul-driven person is not one who lives necessarily for joy and satisfaction of worldly pleasures, but they seek a greater knowing 
an understanding of who they are on this planet. It's like, there's, there's that soul, that soul purpose that they're given. And um, for, I think it's, you know, it's like, it's knowing that they have this physical form, this physical body, but also asking themselves the question, like, who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? And, and wanting to know more about their existence here. So as I began to, to, to think about and like, okay, well, how do I play into that role um, for, for myself? I, I like to think of myself as being like a small drop of water in a vast ocean who's trying to get back to that ocean to discover herself, who she is as a soul. Um, and for me, I live my life from that place of not, like I said, like not from my own personal desires, but what is, what is that purpose, that underlying person purpose of who I am, why I came here to be that, and how do I get back to my true essence? Um, so I make it a daily practice of mine to reconnect with that um not just from the physical body but to connect on a more spiritual level to discover what that what that is that's within me that is greater that's greater outside of me but also that is greater within me does that make sense yeah yeah definitely i like it good (laughs) well i think that when you're living from the soul or when you're trying to reconnect with soul, it's definitely not anything material or mm-hmm. even of this world necessarily, you know, it's, it's on such a higher plane. And of course it reconnects to this world and it reconnects to the everyday, but in the midst of, of trying to connect with our soul, I, f- I feel like that's where, that's where the journey is, right? Absolutely. And it's a bold <laughs> journey too. You know, it's really a journey of saying, okay, I have to let go of all the things that I know yeah. or that I can see because I know that within me there is something greater than this this physical presence. Yeah. And I, you know, we have that. I think we all have that yearning. We all have that desire. We all have that soul-driven purpose. But not everybody is connected to that or, or understand, you know, exactly what that is. Well, I think it's a really courageous undertaking as well that most people kind of bypass because it's Mm -hmm. hard, you know, it's painful. It's, it's also like, you know, jumping off a cliff into the unknown. There's no books necessarily, or like, you know, like we're just starting to get into that time Mm -hmm. period of our existence um, on this planet within, well, this part of human history anyway, where people are starting to talk about these things more, but you can't go to the library and like check out a book on like how to wake up, you know, or how to become aware. (laughs) You can find some articles maybe, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like, and it's so different for everyone. It's such a personal journey so again, mm-hmm. you know, a book can say this or an article could say this, but what are you experiencing? It's just so different. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be different for 
every person. And I think that's where it's interesting is it is going to be different for every person. But I think like, you know, the end result is, is still the same. It's like the, the experience, does that make sense where it's like, you know, you're still kind of going in the same direction with the same end goal. And that end goal is to reconnect with, with the higher self, the higher understanding, but the pathway to do that and the package that it comes in is going to be different for, for everybody. Yeah. It's the underlining flow of things. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into some questions and get to know Miss Lindley. I always like to start with the backstory. Um, would you share with us where you are from and a bit about your childhood? Sure. So I am a desert rat, born and raised in the desert of <laughs> Southern California. No, it's not Palm Springs, a little further north of there in a little town called Apple Valley. Um, some of you might know Barstow, kind of around that same area. Um, grew up there, lived there for 17 years. And as soon as I could, I was like, peace, I'm out of here. <laughs> Desert is not for me. And I've only been back twice. No, I think three times. Um, and I've just kind of, I think I've closed that door. I've got a few friends out there, but that was just. Not a big desert person. Past. I can appreciate it, but I don't really ever want to live there again. I'm I'm currently living in Oregon, and I'm definitely more into the lush green beauty, except I would love to take my winters and go back to Hawaii. That's my dream. (laughs) So you grew up in, well, when did you move away from the desert? Like when you were done with high school? Yeah, I left as soon as I was done to high school, done with high school, and then I went and studied abroad for a year. I graduated when I was seventeen, so smartly I was like, "Well, I really am not feeling the university thing right now. Maybe I will when I come back, but I want to travel." So I studied abroad, spent the year in Austria, learned German, um, and then came back home after that year was still not really sure what I wanted to do. And I had a grandmother who had a condominium in Hawaii that she didn't live in. And my sister and I said, you want to go? Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah. we packed up our bags <laughs> and we asked grandma and we said, hey, you know, can we come live in your condo? And she said, yeah, absolutely. Except for two weeks out of the year when I want to come visit. Then you guys need to live somewhere else. And we said, no problem. We'll camp out on the beach if we need to. So we ended up spending, I ended up spending three years there that time around. Wow. Um, We're at, in Hawaii? On Maui. Okay. Yeah. And it's still, it's still home. You know, my heart, I think, will forever be in Maui. And like I say, you know, my dream and my goal is one day to be able to manifest some sort of way that. I can spend three, four months out of the year in the winter months when it's cold and rainy and dreary here to go live there and reconnect. I mean, that's where my spirit was just the most open, the most receptive and by far the happiest that I have ever been living, living on the islands. I've heard incredible things about Maui. I have yet to go to Hawaii. It's phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) If I ever get my three month home, you are got a ticket there. 
I will come stay for sure. <laughs> so you met your husband in Hawaii, correct? We did. Is this yes. the next, next step in the story? Yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I kind of ironic story. We met on the dance floor. So we were both into ecstatic dancing and there was this um, dance class called Five Rhythms at the Studio Maui, which unfortunately, as far as I know, doesn't exist anymore. It's a huge yoga studio. And they had this ecstatic dancing where there was like 50, 60 people who were just coming together and just dancing for the heck of dancing. No choreography, just free form flowing, expressive dancing. And he, I, I will have to say, was a little hot shot on the floor. Like he was jumping and spinning and, you know, <laughs> definitely showing himself off. And I was like, wow, who is this guy? <laughs> and so ironically, I was with another friend of mine and we were just about to leave. And I said, you know what? I have to go talk to this person. And so I went back into the studio and he had all these people around him talking to him. And I was like, just kind of waited in the background and was like, because we had, just to back up a little bit, like we had had a few, several exchanges on the dance floor. Like we never actually talked, we never touched, but it was just like these fun little, like two little hummingbirds dancing together. And so I went back and just waited my turn in line as he had like this group of people around him. And I had my... I was a part of some sort of MLM at the time. So I had my like little business card. It was like, I have to run, but here's my number. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he called me and he called me several times before I ever actually answered the phone. So I was like, do I want to talk to this person or not? Um, and then, you know, just the rest is history. We got together. We just talked and connected right away. Um, I was very intrigued by his spiritual practice, by his lifestyle. It was very similar to mine. And I was just like, wow, I, I didn't know that I'd ever meet a person like this before. Um, and, you know, 12 years later, we're still together. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like lost in my head thinking like dance floor, spirituality I would have been completely hooked like okay you can take me wherever you'd like to exactly um which is I guess what happened right so yeah then, pretty, mu pretty we much to the where did you go next okay so next was he had a home in Washington in the rainiest rainiest place of all on I think the rainiest year in forever that he wanted to go back to off the grid tiny it was a little little ferro cement yurt that he had built um off the grid not totally in the middle of nowhere but you know pretty secluded that he's like you know I really want to go back to I miss my place and I was like okay sure whatever I'm just going to go along because I am interested in adventure right now and I'm going to say yes to everything. So we went and we ended up living there for six months. Uh, wasn't exactly my lifestyle. <laughs> I'm, I'm a social person. I like people and living in a secluded place all by myself. And it was just helped me really get clear about 
how I want to live, at least being, you know, a young 20 year old who's still in that exploration phase of life. So we lived there and then we ended up moving. I basically told him, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, and then we ended living, ended up living in Bainbridge Island for a while. Things didn't work out there very well either. Um, and then we found out we both have a spiritual teacher and we found out that our spiritual teacher was coming to the U.S. for the first time in, I think, like two and a half years. And I had never actually met this, this person before. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is going to be a really good opportunity for us to go. And so we went, we went and saw, we went and saw him and I felt very, very connected to, to the retreat center that we went to visit. And I, I told my husband, I said, Hey, you know, I need to go. There's something there. There's something about this place that is really, it speaks to me, but I need to be able to go there when there aren't 800 people there. Like I need to experience this place on a, a normal, just day-to-day basis because I, there's, there's a lot of power here. So I decided to do a 40 day retreat and my retreat for various assorted reasons only ended up being two weeks and ended up leaving. Like, I want more, I want more of this place. This is the only place that I felt accepted where I felt loved, where I felt that I could be the full expression of myself. And so I told my husband, I said, Hey, you know, I want more of this place and I can see myself living there. And I think for him, he was secretly like, yes, finally, because <laughs> he had wanted to live there for years. Um, and so by me saying that he was just delighted. And this is the, this is a meditation retreat. This is a meditation retreat center. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I left that detail out. Um, (laughs) the minor details right the minor detail so you ended up spending like four or five years all together so all together yeah so we lived there the first time we lived there for a year and a half we left moved back to Hawaii then moved back to Washington then moved back to the retreat center we've been in this triangle for a little while um so yeah all together is five years Okay. And where did EFT come into play? And actually what we should do first is talk about what EFT is mm-hmm. so that <laughs> so everybody knows what we're talking part. about. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's just jump in. And then I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> People don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So EFT, my favorite way to explain EFT is the way that Nick Ortner describes it. He's another you know, you could call him a tapping guru, is it's a combination between acupressure and modern psychology. And so we're working with the meridian points in our body and we tap on them while talking about certain emotional issues that we have or physical pain or any kind of imbalance that we have. We give that a voice so we can express it and by while tapping on it, we're sending calming signals to our brain, to the amygdala. And those 
um, <clears throat> by doing that, it allows our body to come back to balance, basically. And so this is a tool that we can use for a multitude of different things. Like I said, it can be used for pain. It can be used for anxiety, stress. Um, it can also be on, on the other perspective where we can use it for empowerment and confidence building. It's a great tool for looking at our limiting beliefs. Any kind of, basically it's like this magic manifestation tool and this magic change tool that has so many facets to it to to help ourselves and and help us overcome whatever our challenges are and eft stands for emotional freedom technique my hesitation is on that (laughs) because what i what i teach is a facet of eft um technically is very similar to eft but technically it is called progressive energy field technique very similar modalities, just a few different little nuances. Interesting. And what is yours called again? Pro EFT. Pro EFT. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is something that like, like, because I've tapped with you before, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you're tapping on like your, um, what are these called? So I, I always refer to it as our side of the eye. You can also re- refer to it as the temples. Okay. The temples. That was the word I was temple, going wait, for. Temple, wait. Temple? Temple? Yes, Does that yes, seem right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we have the temples. temples um, so we have the te- – well, we st- always start off tapping on the side of our hands. That's our first. There's a uh, set of phrase that we begin with. And then we tap on the middle eye point, which is in between our eyebrows. And do you want me to go through the full points? Yeah. Or okay. So these points that we're tapping on, they're actually meridian endpoints. And in my work, we act, I like to tap on ten of them. Other people will tap different modalities. Will tap on different points. But I always start off side of the hand, and then we move to the middle eye point, which is in between the eyebrows, and then we move to the side of the eye, which is the outside of the eyebrows, and then we move under the eye which is right above, right on the cheekbone. And then under the mouth and nose at the same time. So under your nose, right in between the nose and the lip. And then the chin point is under your lip and above the chin. So in that little dimple point. And then we move to the collarbone and the collarbone is that little sore spot. That's, it's not on the collarbone itself, but it's right underneath it, right next to the sternum. Like if you push on that, it's always, usually pretty tender in people. And then we move under the arm, which is a little challenging to see because I'm wearing black. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we both have our lovely matching turtlenecks today. (laughs) Under the arm is about four inches down from the armpit, right about where the woman's bra strap sits. You can kind of see where I'm tapping here. And then the next point, I don't always do this on film, but for recording video whatever we are doing today we are tapping it's it's I call it the rib point and it's right under just right here right under basically right under the breasts there I'm just tapping right on the ribs and then we have the wrist point which is right across here on both wrists so we do like a this is the most awkward one to show like that 
And then we go back to the top of the head. And for those of you who are listening on the audio, the wrist point is, it's basically right along your wrist lines. And I always tap with both fingertips on both hands. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're tapping, it's, you're basically just lightly tapping with your fingertips on whatever part of the body that you are working on. And then you just move through those points, repeating them in that pattern while talking about whatever the issue or the situation is that you're wanting to work on. Yeah. So again, just a reminder for folks, um, you can jump on to YouTube to watch this via video if you would like. Um, but okay. So now we know what EFT is. So you found EFT while you were in the meditation center, correct? I found it beforehand. Okay. And uh, honestly, I have racked my brain to try to figure out where exactly I first heard about EFT. And I do (laughs) not remember. All I remember is every time that I heard EFT, it was like, Oh, what's that? Oh, I want to learn about that. What is that? (laughs) And so it was one of those things, like it kept showing up in my life and it wasn't until it was the tapping. I think it was the tapping world summit, 2015 that I heard about it from somewhere, tuned into it, was hearing all these conversations and interviews and thought, that's it. That is for me. And I don't know how to find out about this, um, but I started doing some research and started looking at it. And at the same time, my husband and I were going through a very difficult time. And we were almost on the verge of a breakup. And it was, I went and decided, okay, you know what, I want to see somebody. I, I just, I need to talk to somebody myself privately and work some things out. Ended up being a tapping practitioner who also coincidentally, non-coincidentally was also a part of my meditation practice that, so she was totally, totally like knew where I was coming from, from a spiritual background And we ended up doing a lot of tapping together. And again, there was that confirmation of, wow, this has had, I had such a huge benefit from it and was able to release so many emotions and overcome so many things that I had suppressed in such a short amount of time with, with such an effective result that it actually ended up, it it gave me the opportunity for the first time to be able to really express myself in my relationship where I could say, Hey, you know what, this is what I'm needing. And this is, is how I need support where before I was never really able to do that before. Um, so it really, my results from that just showed me that, you know, more people need this in the world. And I feel very, very drawn to this and I need to go find out how to, how to do this. So it was only, gosh, I think a matter of a few weeks that I had done some research, found a school and they were like, like, yeah, you know, we, we start in about three weeks, so you can get signed up. And I was like, all right, sign me up. I'm there. Meant to be. Uh, It was, yeah, it was meant to be. It's just like the timing was there. The resources were there. And everything just, it just lined up, lined up really, really well. 
So besides finding the, you know, um, ability to kind of express yourself more in your relationship, can you share like one other, one other thing that you healed with that EFT? Yes. I, at the time I was also doing, practicing massage therapy. And so with all the emotions that were coming up for me around my relationship and around my life at that time, and the stress of doing the massage, I have a small body. And admittedly, I wasn't taking proper care of my body at the time. And my husband and I were also building a tiny home during all of this. So I was starting to experience some severe physical pain in my wrists. Hmm. And to the point where, you know, I was massaging a lot and then coming home and hammering a lot or using, using power tools and different things that were requiring a lot of use in my hands. And the pain was just, you know, there are a few times where I couldn't go into work because I was just, I was just in so much pain and I had to, you know, every night I was sinking my, my hands in ice because my wrists were hurting so bad. Um, And as soon as I started tapping it was amazing the relief that I got. And I think I would have gotten more relief had I been more, more regimen about it. Um, but it, it was by far, I think it was the thing that saved me that helped me be able to go the next few months. And actually, no, I, it was a year. It was a year. Cause there was a certain point where I thought, you know, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this for a month longer. And with the tapping, I was able to keep going and continue on for the next year. Continue and continue on, meaning like? Meaning practice massage. Mm, okay. Where, where I just, there was a certain point where I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. And it shocked me how much longer I was able to keep going because of the tapping. Well, that's got to be scary too. I mean, our hands are our, like I've often thought about, you know, losing the the ability to use my hands yeah. or like, oh, write, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm a writer. So uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's not what I want to lose. No, up. <laughs> no, I hear you. I think I, I think I'd rather go feet first than hands. If I had to make a choice, never been a fan of feet, never been a fan. I don't, I don't like mine. My partner has like the most beautiful feet ever and I still not touching them. <laughs> um okay so you found EFT and then um share with us kind of because you didn't start working with clients immediately right or you did and then you kind of took a little break so I yeah I did I had two I think I had two clients two official clients I mean I had been doing I tapped with a lot of people. I was a lot of my clients I would tap with like a lot of my massage clients. I should say we would extend our massage sessions and be like, Hey, look, there's a super cool tool. We would tap together. They would get amazing results. Um, long story short, four months, I think it was four months after I graduated, my husband and I were getting ready to move to, to live nearby near the retreat center. And I was in the process of starting an EFT practice. I was also in the process of um, 
working as a private contractor, as a massage therapist, it was too much for me. I, I literally had a, basically a mental breakdown where I was like, this is just, I can't do this. I can't, it's too much. And part of that was based on this inner calling that I had that was saying, you got to go back to the center, the center being the retreat center that I talked about earlier. And for months I had been ignoring it. I was like, no, 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 no. And then finally it was like, yes, <laughs> you have to go back there. And I didn't want to because I was finally following my passion. What, you know, what I thought I wanted to do, but there was this other driving force that was saying, no, you need more time at this center. And we had actually, so going back again, like we had actually built the tiny house to live at the center. Like that, that is what my husband wanted to do. But that was a part of me finding my voice was saying like, no, I'm not ready to be there. Like I'm not ready to go back. Um, but turns out I was supposed to go. So I ended up listening to that, knowing that, okay, there's for some reason I'm supposed to do this and ended up spending the next three and a half years there. So basically closed the door on everything that I had been doing, everything that I had been working on, knowing that I still had this tool that I could use. And I did definitely still use it there with, with some of the people that were there and I used it on myself, but there's always this like sense of feeling like, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this, but another part of me doesn't fully feel aligned being here. Yeah. So what was it? Um, do you know what it was that pulled you back to the center? Like what your lesson was there? You know, for me, it, it was one getting more grounded in my spiritual practice, like really I felt like I had been doing it a lot for other people because I was supposed to do it. You know, I was supposed to have the spiritual practice. Um, and I think it was really for me to develop my own foundation in my practice, but also as myself. Like, as I said before, when I, the very first time when I went there, I felt, I felt myself, like I felt myself come alive and, and I, I needed to go back to that place. And so for me, my time there was, was about two things. One, getting that spiritual foundation and that spiritual grounding for myself, but also discovering myself in, in my authentic form. Like I've always been kind of a shy, introverted person. That's just my nature. And going there it's like, I, it's kind of like I found myself, you could say. It's like, I could be myself. I could be my silly, quirky nature and not really give a damn about what anybody else thought because everybody there, we were all just a bunch of misfits that didn't really fit into the world. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, you are my people. I get to hang out with my people all the time. I get to eat with them. I get to meditate with them. I get to, <laughs> to work with them. Um, which it seems like a lot, but at the same time, I don't know why, but it works. There's, 
not to say that we're perfect and not to say like we didn't have our issues, but, but there's still this just amazing sense of acceptance that I had never felt anywhere in the world. And, and so having that feeling that acceptance helped me feel okay in myself to realize this is what it feels like to be yourself around other people, because I had never really known what that was. Um, and, and for the first time in my life, I felt safe being me so that I could get comfortable enough to be me and then carry that out into the world like I'm doing now. Yeah. And that's huge, huge, huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially as a, as an entrepreneur, you know, with your own business, (laughs) if if you don't know who you are and you aren't comfortable with yourself and, Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, I think that knowing ourselves is a lifelong journey because we're was, forever changing. So it's exactly. not like you get to a point you're like, I'm good. I know myself. I was, and I was just going to say, like, <laughs> I am by no means like have mastered that, but I have taken it to the next level. It's so not possible. I, I was mm-hmm. just um, speaking with a hypnotherapist and um, and he was like, oh, you know, you really sound like you know yourself. And I was like, well, I've been like geeking out and learning about myself since I was a kid, you know, in a variety of different ways. And then I, later I was thinking, I was like, man, I, I should really know myself better by now. (laughs) But I mean, like, like scientifically, I think it's every seven years, like every cell within our body changes. And so we're, we're never going to, you know, no matter how much time we spend, we're never going to fully know ourselves enough. Totally. You know? And that's an exciting thing, I think. Well, it is because it means we always have an opportunity to learn, to discover, and to push ourselves. To push ourselves. You got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome that you got that there. I mean, that's huge. And I can can see that because I I feel like it's so important for all of us um, and, and some of us more so, you know, to be able to spend time in an encouraging environment just an environment where we can be ourselves. I don't even fully understand what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't really like grow up in a family <laughs> and experience that, you know, much less out yeah. in the, the world. So, you know, you, you experience that in like tiny bubbles with maybe other people, but not, but not as a whole. Yeah. So when you left the center, I'm sure that that was a huge change for you. yeah it's been an interesting thing because when I left the center I didn't really I didn't realize how challenging it was going to be to integrate back into the world and I mean it's still something that I deal with to this day Um, so we decided November it was the end of November 2019 that my husband and I both decided, okay, you know, it's, we're going to leave. And so we left, we actually left the center. I think it was January 9th, 2020. So here I was living in (laughs) isolation and I, and I should say, you know, one of the things the retreat center had is they had a, a cafe and bakery. So most of my time was actually spent working at the cafe and the bakery, but still I went from center to bakery, center to bakery. And 
that was great. You know, it, it was fine. So it was still like, even though I got to interact with people, there's still like that sense of, of, of isolation. Cause you have no idea what else is going out in the world. Like no Facebook, no computer, none of that. Just actually really nice and really refreshing. <laughs> but then going from that to throwing yourself into the world, going out like literally two days after I left, I got a job at a coffee shop. And it was like, so, so not ready for it. I only stayed there for a month because I was like, this is just not, this is not working. Um, so where so, did EFT come back into the mix? EFT was in the back of my mind the whole time. So I basically left this under saying, I am going to start a business. I'm going to start my EFT practice. And by March of 2020, I'm going to be a successful <laughs> EFT coach. I'm going to have a great practice. Everything is going to be wonderful. <laughs> Even though I have no business experience at all, this is what I'm going to do. In 2020. Had, in 2020, exactly. <laughs> so I had obviously no idea what I was getting myself into. I mean, into. It's, it's hard <laughs> enough to start a business in regular times. It's It would be hard enough to integrate back into typical society in regular times and mm -hmm. put all of those things together in 2020. <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is so exciting. I'm finally out in the world. I get to get to live life again. February happens and we're in shutdown. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, why now? Of all the years, why now? Um, so, I mean, it, for me, is really, is really been a blessing in disguise um, because I have met so many amazing people. Um, you know, I, I, I. I did originally, I went out to get a real job. That real job didn't work out. I realized I'm a nature girl. I've got a friend of mine who needed help in her garden. So I was like, great, gonna go work in her garden. And then at the same time, build my practice. Um, so when did you, so you started building your EFT practice, what, a couple months after you got out or like pretty much right away? It was, I mean, I, you could say it was right away. A lot of that building though, initially was me just reviewing, Yeah, you know, going back and studying the material and doing my, my building was really, do you want a free EFT session? <laughs> Cause I need to practice. Yeah. So I did a lot, a lot of freebies last year just yeah. to really get that, that back, build that confidence back. Um, and it was great, you know, really, I honestly, I didn't really need to do the freebies. Like it was still there. It, I am so passionate about this work. Like it's actually amazed me because a lot of things I can tend to like, okay, you know, forget, put that in the back burner, not gonna, not gonna remember that. But this is one of those things that like, it's just always stayed with me. Um, which and is that was how I met you was when you were kind of, you know, wanting yeah. to to do some yeah, practicing. You were, you were one of my freebies. So what type of, of, um, it's not the right word necessarily, but like afflictions, um, do you work on with folks? Like what are some of the big ones that I bet 2020 offered all kinds of, oh, all yeah. kinds of opportunities just in and yeah. of itself. Um, it, it did. 
I mean, there's a part of me that I wish I had had, I had a, a stronger foundation built because of that. Um, you know, I just wasn't in that position to reach out in the way that I wanted to, but basically you're just asking like, what kind of things? Yeah. Well, I know like, um, so on my end, uh, the first time that we worked together, we did a, what was it called? It was like a tree. So we did the tapping tree, the tapping tree and the tap tapping tree is what I consider to be fun, a fun little (laughs) tool that we can use where we take a deep dive into looking into a limiting belief that you have. And this could be one limiting belief, or it could be a group of limiting beliefs. And we go into an exploration to see where did that come from? What are the roots behind it? What are the emotions that have been behind it? What are the feelings? And how do we get rid of that? Yeah. So we do that by creating a tree and figuring out, okay, well, here's this big tree in your life. How do we either transform the tree or cut the tree down. Not everybody likes to cut trees down, so we we can transform them. (laughs) Yeah, we transformed mine. (laughs) Um, So Lily and I, what I brought to her was a limiting belief around my body, right? Is that my body? Yeah. I do. Um, I have many limiting beliefs about my body. And it was really cool because we drew it out and then um, we filled it up with all kinds of limiting beliefs um, Mm -hmm. about my body, different things that had been said. And I was able to kind of tune in intuitively to see what this tree looked like. Mm -hmm. And then we would go through these rounds of tapping. And it was so fascinating because then I'd go to like tune back in. And for those who don't know, when you kind of tune in to your intuition, it's almost you're kind of using your imagination as well as just seeing, you know, what is presented to you. Um, So when I would tune back in after these like rounds of tapping, it was really cool because I would see the the tree like changing and taking shape. And at first the tree was like ugly and gnarly and like, Um, and it just, by the end of it, it was like this big, beautiful, gorgeous tree. Um, I was really blown away by, by, cause it was, it's like a, that was like a 90 minute session. I it believe. was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was blown away by how much, um, how much relief and how much softening happened within like 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things that you work on with folks? So limiting beliefs, those are definitely a big foundation of mine, but I also work with just you know, just a normal day-to-day anxiety and stress and overwhelm. I like to do moving into doing more inner child work. So going down to the belief work, but figuring out what's the foundation of that. So helping people explore, not just about like getting rid of that belief, but understanding where did this belief come from and talking to that little child to say, hey, you know, this is the story that you created when you were five years old, but this is actually what happened. And being able to do that, to go into that experience, that part of your life and transform that is 
huge. I mean, it's, it's, and your child work is massive, massive, Ooh. massive. Yeah. <laughs> it's some good stuff. Yeah. So um, I do a lot of work around that. Another one of the things I really enjoy doing is helping people attract what they want in their life. So this is where I love, love, love EFT is that we all have things that we want or have things that we want to become, but we have these thoughts or these ideas or these things that we tell ourselves that prevent us from, from getting what it is that we want. So there's a really fun process that I take people through that helps them not only get clear about what it is that they're wanting, but figuring out all the reasons, all the blocks that are preventing them from getting that and going through the process of getting rid of those things so that they can then be be in a full mode of receptivity. It's basically like going from this, this saying like, okay, I want, you know, this clenching, like I want, I want, I want with your fist closed to being able to open your fist to a place of receiving and saying, okay, I'm ready to receive. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, abundance is, um, it's all about flow and all about energy flow. Yeah. And when we're like all tight and clenched up, then, the energy is not flowing. It is not happening. <laughs> I always, I always like the perfect example, you know, for myself. And I always share like with my clients or whomever I'm working with. It's like, you know, when I was younger and I was waitressing, um, whenever I would go to work and I needed to make money, mm. oh my gosh, freaking everyone would tip terribly, you know, like it was yep. just so yep. frustrating or it would be slow when it's usually slammed. And when I go to work and not care, oh my gosh, I'd make so much money. (laughs) And it's just like, there's something going on here. Right. Flow. It's so important. It's such a good example. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody recently about saying, you know, wanting something so bad, but saying yes to something that you think will bring you what you want, even though you don't feel aligned with it. Yeah. You know, it's like attracting that client who, you know, doesn't work. You don't really want to work with them, but they're giving you a paycheck. So you say yes, Mm. knowing that, Oh, I really don't want to work with that person. And, you know, we were discussing this and it was a challenge for them to see that like, well, shouldn't you just say yes because you need the money? And yes, it's that's true, but it, it is, it's, it's so, and it, it's so hard for our minds. Especially if you're like new and you need to make money and you've yeah. got bills to pay. It's yeah. like, oh, come on, really I know. Are you doing this to me? But when we say yes to less, then we're letting the universe know what we'll settle for. And so then it'll start bringing us more of that exactly what we actually want it's kind of like okay i want a gold ring and the universe says oh well here's a silver one and you're like you could say okay well i guess i guess that'll work but then you're never really happy with that or the universe gives you a silver ring and you're like thank you i appreciate that can you give it to somebody else because I know somebody over here who I really appreciate it. I don't think this is a really good example. I don't really like this example that I'm giving. Yeah, well, it's just, I mean, but. it's a, it's a uh, you and I even spoke, you know, like, or talked about, I think, in our, like, coaching back and forth when we, 
when we do that, exactly that, we get more of the things that we we don't necessarily want. And so then we're like on this hamster wheel of like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I have to pay my bills, I have to pay my bills, mm-hmm. but I'm not paying it doing the thing that I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, and then we can't really get off of it. And it's, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's so hard to have faith in the universe. And it's so hard to have faith that like, you know, things are gonna come through and our bills are gonna be paid, mm-hmm. especially when we see no evidence of that whatsoever. And then right. we have on top of it, you know, our, our, our fabulous American culture who's like, work, 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 you know, and yeah. we're thinking like, ah, like, <laughs> okay, I need to be moving, I need to be doing things, I need to, you know, um, in yeah. order to, and none of the, it's, it's not true. Right, exactly. It's not. And, it, and, I, and I think we're getting, we're getting there. Um, go ahead. I think I cut you off very slowly. No, 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 you're fine. Okay. So I know even with your EFT that you're also working with folks as an empowerment coach. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What are some of the things that, that you like, what is an empowerment coach and how does that look? <laughs> so for me right now, one of my main focuses is working with women who primarily introverted women who feel like they have something they want to share with their, with the world or or even not sharing something with the world, but they just want to find their voice. So these are women who were kind of like I was in that position of wanting something, but not being able to say it, not being able to express them. And so through with my coaching and with the EFT, we work to help them find that that strength, find that place of, okay, first of all, who am I in this world? And second of all, how do I get there? And that helping them see that they are a whole heck of a lot more than what they think they are and what they give themselves credit for and that they are a lot more powerful and capable than, than what they think they are and that they are, they can actually be the vision of what they envision themselves to be. And so through our coaching and through the tapping, we, I help them to get rid of those, those thoughts that they tell themselves, the beliefs that they tell themselves, really helping them in their language. So being very clear about how they're communicating with themselves, getting rid of the, okay, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this to how can I find the resource? How can I make this possible? How can I be more than what I already am? And combining, combining all of those tools, the EFT, the language, to really support them, to, to help them see for themselves that they are more than what they realize and to get them to a place where they feel confident and secure inside themselves. I love that. I love that so much. Good. I love that like this is where you were at and this was healed within you and now you're, you know, helping others feel the same. I think that's huge. I love that so much. Um, So do you, you primarily work with women then, correct? I do, but I don't turn anybody away. So if I've got, if there's a gentleman that wants, wants, there's plenty of men out there too that need to find their own voice. It's not like it's just women. Sure (laughs) do. And that's why I say like, I don't really close my doors to anybody. So (laughs) I know plenty of men that, you know, I, I think, of course, uh, 
you know, for the, the more masculine side of it, it's maybe a little bit more difficult to admit something like that. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think instead of, uh, from the, you know, and I don't want to just say men, but more masculine energies, what we end up getting is just a lot of emotion or a lot of anger, you know, mm-hmm. when someone's unable to express mm-hmm. themselves, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the more feminine energy kind of shuts down, gets really quiet you know, yeah. so they, they look different, but it, it happens in, in all spectrums. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think for me too, like, uh, for whatever reason, I've just attracted more women into this work. Like, that's just what has shown up for me, you know, in this last year. It's been all women. So by all means, like, I would love to invite the masculine into my work as well. Um and support and support that journey as well. Yeah. And you've been doing, um, some group tappings as well. Yes. Online. Yes. I have been doing, yeah, every Wednesday at four o'clock, hopefully that will still be happening at the PST. (laughs) PST. Yes. (laughs) Four o'clock Pacific time. Um, any, it's basically open for anybody who wants to come in every week is a different topic different theme. And sometimes there's a lot of people there. Sometimes there's one person there. So I've had many people who have had a free one-on-one session. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a wonderful opportunity for them. Um, And this is something that I'm building that's, you know, just growing and evolving. And I know it will continue to grow and evolve more. I have discovered that I love the group setting. I am actually going to be working, um, speaking in front of a few groups coming up in the next couple months, doing some group tapping sessions. Um, yeah, yeah. It's still, you know, we're still in that building, that developing, I'm growing and learning every day. And so, um, it's, As we yeah, all are, regardless we all of where are, we're on the path. We, <laughs> and it's not going to end until we die. <laughs> So, okay, so um, how do people find out about the group tappings? Where do they need to go? So those, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is I am Lindley Welty. And that's where I'm posting most things. You can also find me on Facebook as well. I will also have in the future, um, not so distant future, you can also find information on my website, which is lonelywealthy.com. That's not currently up yet, but that's in the process of, of being built. So between those three places, you can figure out you know, what's happening and where I'm at. Yes. And I highly recommend working with Lonely. She's amazing. Mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Helps me be nicer to my body. <laughs> what person doesn't need that, right? For sure. <laughs> um, okay. So before we jump into the lightning round, you have a special offer for our listeners. So I please share. <laughs> yes. So I am offering the tapping breakthrough intensive, and this is four sessions with me. It'll be about a month, one month period worth of tapping where we'll just take a deep dive into a subject, whatever subject it is that you want to, you want to choose. We'll, we'll jump into it and just do some intensive tapping work around it. 
And I normally charge um, 891 for this. And anybody who is tuning into the podcast or watching this video today will get a 20% discount off of that price. So how do they, how would they go about that? They would make sure when they contact you that they say, I heard you (laughs) on the Soul Driven Podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Anna, for that extra little guidance. This, yeah. I guess you covered on the marketing. I'm not, I'm not used to making my offers um, out like this. And so thank you for this, this <laughs> opportunity for me to be humble and <laughs> not a problem. Take that. So, so yeah, 20% off on the tapping breakthrough intensive. Just let me know who you are, where you heard about it, mention this podcast, and I'll be sure to get that offer for you. Sweet. All right, lady, you ready for the lightning round? I don't think I have a choice right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number one, what is the one habit that you can't live without? Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. One habit I can't live without. Well, if... It's not because it's not a habit yet, but it's becoming a habit. And I'm really happy about this. So that's my rebounder. I love my rebounder. I know it might be weird, but so like exercise <laughs> movement. Yeah. 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 It's like I, you know, I I live in a shoebox right now. And so I don't have a lot of place to move, but that is like my saving grace of like, I need to move. I'm gonna go bounce. Um, it's a new thing in my life, but I'm gonna say that I it's a necessary thing, habits. I'm, 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 I'm with you on the exercise. Yeah, okay. I have to See, move this, my body. Anna, well. Anna told me that I need to move this year. I was not <laughs> a big mover, and she's been helping me in some further deep exploration work on my myself and being a manifesting generator. I've learned that I need to move my body more. So yes, so crucial for us. So instrumental in my. <laughs> and my existence helps us be nicer (laughs) to ourselves in the world (laughs) yes (laughs) okay number two what does spirituality mean for you oh gosh for me honestly spirituality is my foundation like i and like i shared earlier you know it's this world is what this world is but spirituality is a foundation and my core of who and what I am and my existence in this world. And so it's, it's understanding who I am in relation to source. So that source, you know, God, universe, Buddha, all of whatever name you want to give it, uh, give it, you know, maybe that's even divine mother. It's having, I think, in short, spirituality is having a relationship with that higher power. That's what I would say. Love it. Okay. Number three, what is your advice to anyone who's looking to find purpose? Don't look too hard because it's within you. Your purpose is that you know your purpose. I think everybody knows it. I don't think that people accept it. 
So what I would say is listen, take some time being quiet with yourself. Take some time to maybe journal, meditate, go outside with yourself without all the noise and really just be with that and see what comes. And you might be surprised what you discover. All right. And last but not least, which you kind of already answered, where can people connect with you online? I guess we already talked about your Instagram and your website. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A little bit of Facebook. Also, Clubhouse. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I recently discovered Clubhouse and me being the introvert that I am, I love it. <laughs> Not that those two are related, um, but yeah, love. Um, I am hosting a every Monday mornings with my sister, my beloved sister. We host a gratitude room. Um, that's currently right now. It's every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific time possibility that that's we're still dating the time we're dating the time as in we're developing a relationship with that time. Um, and then I'm also hosting an EFT room with another EFT practitioner. And we are also playing around with that time, but that's an opportunity for us to, to tap. Um, it's another opportunity to get some, some free tapping, see what it's like come in there with something you want to tap with and, and see how it can help you and serve you. That's so cool. So we should have done some tapping today. I didn't even think about it. Um, yeah. Like before then maybe we yeah. would have not had issues when we first started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I almost mentioned it, but I was like, no. So what is your, what is your handle on uh, clubhouse? Lindley Welty. Okay. All right, Miss Lindley. Well, it awesome. has been such a pleasure to have you. It has. Thank you. It's been an absolute joy. It wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. <laughs> no, I knew we'd but be good. I don't think anything is when you have on air around. It's very kind of you. <laughs> such sister. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks so much for joining us for today's interview. If you were inspired Please come hang out on social media at Soul Driven Podcast. Find us on iTunes, rate and subscribe, and make sure that you sign up for the email list to receive podcast updates, free tools, and meditations. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.